Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. No, a lot of times we talk about Leon Tailoring, first thing that comes to mind is menswear, but Leon Tailoring actually has a pretty extensive collection for the ladies as well. As the weather gets a little bit warmer, maybe you don't need things as heavy, so maybe that light blouse or maybe a nice short sleeve shirt or maybe a sleeveless shirt. No matter what it is, ladies, you can be taken care of over at Leon Tailoring. Larry, Norm, Kim, and Judy go to extra special care to make sure you look good. So, ladies, don't hesitate. Swing by Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware. Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Good morning, everyone, and thank you all for being here. This is not a happy day for women. It's a sad day for women. It's a sad day for the state of Indiana. It's a sad day for women's rights. It's a sad day for human rights. It's a sad day. I want to share with you some facts. More than 1.5 million women in Indiana, and let me say that again, 1.5 million women and girls will now face criminal charges should they try to get a legal and safe abortion in the state of Indiana. I say that for this reason, about 95% of abortions will stop starting today. That means mothers who made up about 63% of abortions last year will be forced to have another child, even if their family did not plan for more children. Indiana's new abortion ban will no doubt increase financial burdens on Hoosier families. Indiana Republicans, through chump change, at Family Social Services during the special session this summer just so they could hide from the fact that their work was more about coddling an extremist agenda than creating a better future for all Hoosiers. Senate Bill 1 targets communities that are paid less and have to work harder to make ends meet. And no, that $200 one-off check did not help these families especially if they now have been asked to take on additional financial burdens, another child would bring them and their families. But if there's one thing Hoosiers can learn from today's press conference, it is this. The Indiana Republican Party believes this new ban doesn't go far enough. Governor Eric Holcomb called the new law progress Progress endangering a little girl's life is progress to them? U.S. Senator Todd Young will no doubt join Republicans in Washington to pass a nationwide ban should he win re-election. I say this because Todd Young told Hoosiers in 2016 that he supports a total abortion ban for the state of Indiana with no exceptions. So if you're raped... Unfortunately, Todd Young says, tough luck. If you're a little girl who experiences incest, Todd Young will force you to give birth. Or if you experience life-threatening complications with your pregnancy, Todd Young will pat you on the back and say, your life doesn't matter. Todd Young isn't alone, guys. Republicans like Fred Glenn 
are scrubbing their extreme views from social media or their websites because they know their agenda is unpopular. They know what they are doing is un-American. The Indiana Republican Party is putting their extremist agenda before the future of our state. And Indiana is already starting to see an economic impact from these laws. Republicans are making Indiana's F-rated quality of life rating they created even worse. I'll say more soon, but I want to turn the mic over to one of our esteemed candidates who is challenging Donna Shabley, someone who pretended to be a moderate until she voted for the abortion ban last month. Her name is Joey Mayer, and she's going to be in Indiana's next state representative for District 24. Joey. Thank you. Thank you. Um, good morning. I very much appreciate the chance to speak. I would really prefer the issue that brought us here today was not happening. Um, SEA 1, which bans abortion, goes into effect today. Abortion bans do not represent the views of most Hoosiers. The GOP supermajority has been gunning to commit this overreach since March of this year when 100 out of 110 Republican legislators signed a letter to Governor Holcomb asking for a special session if Roe v. Wade was reversed. The GOP arrived at a conclusion to ban abortion before even asking their constituents the question. Then, when they asked the question in the form of a poll, they ignored the responses and plowed ahead anyway. The majority of Hoosiers don't like this ban because they view this as government overreach with disastrous consequences, both intended and unintended. They don't listen to us. To add insult to injury, they tried to pretend the special session was all about inflation. Those of us that were paying attention knew better. To lose our rights, taxpayers paid $240,000 for a special session. Then, in the dead of night, Governor Holcomb signed SB1 into law. He ignored a majority of Hoosiers who reached out to him, pleading he veto this legislation. Holcomb sided with extremism instead. We paid to lose our rights. I'm in the north and northwest part of Hamilton County. We're not known for our progressive liberal constituency. Although if standing for reproductive freedom and against extremism is now considered liberal, I think that's about to change. Do you know how I know this is how the people of Indiana, and in particular District 24, are feeling? It's because that's what we hear when we talk directly to them. We've been knocking doors in the district and talking to people about what's important to them all summer long. More than half the people we visited told us the right to choose is their number one or two issue. We heard that from Republicans, independents, libertarians, in addition to Democrats. We also heard it from both women and men, most surprisingly straight white Republican men. They're concerned about their children and their spouses. A few were angry that this takes their family's reproductive health decisions and puts it in the hands of politicians instead of health care experts. Some are very upset that their children are leaving the state for college and they plan to follow them as those children are not coming back here after graduation. As one man put it, when did my party change from smaller government to trying to control family planning? This is wrong. If the Indiana GOP had bothered to listen to their own polling or actually talk to the people they represent like we're doing, 
they would know how far out of step SEA1 is from what the people of Indiana want. While this was not on the table when I decided to run, and I did not have this on my government overreach bingo card, it's a fight I willingly take on. It's a fight I'm willing to take on because my opponent, Donna Shively, put her party's extremist agenda ahead of our future. She put her special interests ahead of the rape and incest survivors who may try to have an abortion after the state's new limits on these exceptions. And for the record, any person who has met a survivor of assault knows that 10 weeks is not enough time to come forward. The core of my platform has always been dignity for all. There's no dignity in stripping Hoosiers of their freedom to make their own reproductive health care decisions. I pride myself on trying to be optimistic. And I do feel optimistic that Hoosiers will flood the polling places in November to vote for people who care what they have to say and will put Indiana back on the path to reproductive health care freedom, a place where every Hoosier thrives. Thank you. Now I am very proud and honored to introduce Andrea Hunley. Thank you, Jeremy. It is a hard day to be a Hoosier, and it is only going to get harder. As a mother, a teacher, and a black woman, I have and will continue to fight for a world where reproductive health choices, including abortion, are made by the pregnant individual with support from their doctor and with loved ones, not by lawmakers. Restrictions and bans on abortion fall hardest on those already facing the most significant barriers to accessing care due to systemic racism and inequalities, including those of us in the black community, the Latino communities, those working to make ends meet, members of the LGBTQ community, immigrants, young people, those living in our rural communities, and people with disabilities. When I was teaching high school English on Indianapolis's west side, I would begin each class period by having the students journal. And I will never forget the day that one of my students wrote about how she was accepted to an Ivy League school and would become the first person in her household to attend college. The whole class celebrated with her. We were all so proud of her accomplishment, so proud of her working to pursue her dreams. And then, a few weeks later, she wrote a journal entry that is etched into my memory decades later. The tear-stained paper told of fear, an unexpected pregnancy, a family dream completely changed. What do I do, she wrote. I referred her to the counselor who was equipped with referral resources and support for her family. She now has a master's degree, a great career, and a beautiful family of her own. She had the freedom to dream and to pursue those dreams. And I carry her story with me. And I carry the story of other students just like her who did become mothers while still being babies themselves. Each of these stories is a dream altered, a dream deferred. Each of these is a story of heartbreaking choices to be made by a family and not by politicians. Indiana's abortion ban undermines the economic security that we all need to raise healthy, happy families. And I am fighting for a world where everyone is free to dream their best life and to live it. And as your state senator, I will not back down to ensure that the communities of Indiana have access to abortion care. 
we must not waver in our demand and fight for a world where not only is abortion legal and accessible and affordable, but so too is all reproductive health care. And we must show up at the polls come November. We must show up. And do not be misled. These laws are not about protecting people. They are about controlling us and our bodies. A vote for Democrats is a vote to protect abortion rights at all levels of government. And we are committed to making laws that help and not harm. We are committed to making laws in the name of freedom, not control. And so Hoosiers, I stand with you to hold our elected officials accountable, to ensure that Republicans listen to the voice of the people, and to ensure that we repeal Indiana's abortion ban. And I will see you at the polls. And now I would like to welcome Representative Maureen Bauer. Thank you all for being here today. My name is Maureen Bauer. I'm state representative in South Bend's House District 6. There are a few things more important than fighting to guarantee basic human rights. There is no more important moment than right now, standing together as we continue to push back against the Republican supermajority's power grab. Today, the Indiana Republicans abortion ban goes into effect, banning all abortions at conception with a few narrow exemptions. This goes against the wishes of the majority of the people they were elected to represent. Hoosiers demand representation from their elected officials and equal rights and protection under the law. Women and girls are mourning the loss of rights as we wake up today and face a new reality that Indiana Republicans have rolled back women's rights by 50 years. A special session revealed that the supermajority is consumed with prioritizing their own personal agenda and personal beliefs over those of the people they were elected to represent. And all eyes are on Indiana today, the first state legislature to pass a near-total abortion ban since the Dobbs decision, signed into law by the governor in the dead of the night. Today we recall how we got here. A decade of Republican supermajority rule has left our state with the third highest maternal, mater, maternal mortality rate in the nation. Massive divestments of funds from our state's public education system, child services, and health care access that has left 50% of our state a child care desert. A third of the state without a hospital or OB services. A decade of Republican supermajority rule has resulted in politicians bragging about a $6 billion bloated tax surplus of working families' hard-earned tax dollars while they struggle to make their own ends meet. Indiana deserves leaders who will represent their constituents and listen to the public, not just special interest groups. Leaders who will display an unwavering faith in the public who they work for and the trust in the people, who will fear the, fear the judgment of their constituents and have a firm belief rooted in trusting women. So today we call on the public to support leaders who will protect the people's freedoms from government overreach, leaders who will not impose their own personal beliefs over those who they were sent here to work for. Women in Indiana deserve to be free from discrimination by their government and granted the equal rights 
privacy and opportunity that are guaranteed to any man in Indiana. Hoosiers deserve leaders who will not force women and young children in Indiana to give birth when we cannot even guarantee that she will survive that childbirth in our state. The 2022 Maternal Mortality Review revealed that 92 women died in 2020 in childbirth. Each maternal death represents not just the loss of a woman, but also the impact of that loss to her family and the community. A total abortion ban will increase pregnancy-related deaths, estimated by 21%, and even higher, 33%, for black women. Forcing girls to become mothers before she graduates from high school or even elementary school in a state that cannot even guarantee she will survive childbirth is not policy-driven with the best interest in mind. Deciding when and how to have a family should be an exciting time in a woman's life, not mandated by the state. The policy enacted here today does not even recognize the importance of a healthy pregnancy or the need to accommodate a safe environment to be pregnant and give birth. Indiana Republicans choose their extremist agenda over protecting the freedoms of young girls, women, and survivors of sexual assault simply because they have the power to do so. An abortion ban is bad for the state of Indiana. The supermajority has stripped away basic, fundamental human rights from childbearing Hoosiers and is bad for Indiana. The Republican abortion ban guarantees that more children will be born into poverty and is not helping to create a future that we want for women and children in our state which is why healthcare workers, business owners, and faith leaders stood with us in opposition to this bill. We were so fortunate to have the support of Vice President Harris, who visited with Democratic leaders and pledged to defend a woman's freedom and protection under the law, and the support of our male Democratic colleagues in the House and the Senate, who also stood with us in opposing this bill, stating firmly that we must protect the health of all women and put the trust back in the people. So we must support candidates who will not let their personal agendas interfere with representing the public they serve, which is why Indiana Democrats will continue fighting for your rights, for the rights of someone you love. And we put our full faith and trust in defending those rights of you and your neighbor, your friend or your family member, or even a stranger, and protecting those rights for the next generation. And now I'll turn it over to Destiny Wells, our candidate for Secretary of State. Good morning, everybody. It's getting a little toasty, isn't it? So I'll keep this brief for us all. Um, my name is Destiny Wells. I'm the Democratic candidate for Indiana Secretary of State. You know, in the last 24 hours, military service records have been examined and called into question. And so I find this morning to be an excellent time to talk about mine and why today infuriates me. I have went to the ends of the earth to protect the notion of democracy abroad, to protect women abroad in third world countries so that they have rights like ours here. But now I am at home and I am seeing my own rights taken away today. How do we square this? You know, the Republican Party in June took the word democracy out of its platform and tried to say, we're just a republic. We are a constitutional republic that is a representative democracy. We are both. What is representative democracy? It is a democracy where a legislature enacts the laws that the people want to be living by, 
But we didn't see that with this special session in this bill. In fact, we saw um, the majority of Hoosiers once not represented. We saw a runaway supermajority Republican legislature that is nothing short of excessive. What does that have to do with the Secretary of State? Well, the Secretary of State is the chief election officer. And if our elections and our voting process is not putting us in a rep representative democracy, then we have problems. Why do we have these problems? Well, because of partisan gerrymandering over the last couple of decades. That's why we have a legislature that is not reflective of where Hoosiers are at large. So it is every bit of business of the chief election officer to advocate on behalf of the people through 2031 when we redraw those lines and to make sure that we are a healthy, functioning, representative democracy that is a constitutional republic. You know, I've gone out across the state and told Hoosiers that Indiana is not a red state. It is a purple state with a voter turnout problem. Part of that is because of gerrymandering. People feel that their voice does not matter. How can I tell them that their voice matters when their rights are being taken away and they are seeing this bill enacted, this anti-abortion bill? It's getting a little toasty. Um, so with that being said, I'll wrap it up. We have to recenter Indiana. We need professionals first and partisans second in our offices, especially the Secretary of State's office. And that is the platform I'm running on. And like I went to the ends of the earth to fight for democracy, I will never stop fighting for that here in Indiana. And I want to reiterate the women who are up on this stage today we need women to lead us out of this not republican women we need democratic women to lead us out of this dark time and so with that being said i'm going to hand it back off to my dear friend myla eldridge to end this conference thanks I stated earlier that this is a sad day. Not only is this a sad day, but it's a day of anger. And we're not gonna stop. We're not gonna allow the Republicans to get away with this. So we're sad, but we're angry and we're fired up. Thank you, Destiny, and my friends with me today who are standing up to the Indiana Republican Party's extreme and out of touch law. Democrats today shared with you the toll the Indiana GOP's extremist agenda will have on the future of the state we all love, the state we all call home. But there's one more thing we are asking Hoosiers today. Hold the Republicans accountable. We are 54 days away from Election Day, and I like to call it Rovember where you can hold politicians like Todd Young or Donna Shibley accountable for putting their extremism ahead of Indiana's future, our future. You can hold Republicans accountable for saying our little girls should be forced to give birth. You can hold Republicans accountable for saying women should sacrifice their lives during birth. Hoosiers, Make your plan to vote. 
If you need to update your voting status, go to www.indianavoters.com. You can update your voter registration before the voter registration deadline on October the 11th. And then after, voters will have 28 days to vote early or prepare to vote on November 8th. A vote for Democrats is a vote to restore some balance in our government. Again, a vote for Democrats is to vote to repeal this dangerous abortion ban. A vote for Democrats is a vote to tell Republicans that their extremist agenda has gone way too far. Thank you again for all. Thank you again, all of you, for being here. My colleagues and I. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.